Hi, this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the Niche Tsunami podcast. We are offering three conversations from this week's preview of the Digital ILC 2021. In this conversation, the panelists play prognosticators and predict which pieces of information from Digital ILC will have the greatest impact on how we think about and treat fatty liver disease in the year ahead. Digital ILC is one of hepatology's premier events year in, year out, and 2021 will be no exception. So sit back, listen, enjoy learn. And when you're done, join the discussion on our LinkedIn and Facebook discussion groups. Every week, a global community of fatty liver disease stakeholders comes together to explore the most important challenges in diagnosing, treating, and developing medications for patients with fatty liver diseases. Join hepatology researcher and key opinion leader Dr. Stephen Harrison, liver wellness advocate Louise Campbell, pricing and forecasting guru Roger Green, and this week's guest, hepatology researcher, key opinion leader, and EASL Scientific Committee member Professor Luca Valenti, as they preview the upcoming Digital ILC 2021 conference, this week on Surfing the Nash Tsunami. I guess I just have one more question. First of all, Luca, thank you. This is this has been a, a fantastic overview, and I think to whet people's appetites for all the exciting things that they can look forward to at the end of the month when the conference occurs. But this is a bit of a wild card. But at the end of every conference, something emerges, maybe that you didn't even expect, that winds up having a tremendous impact on how people think about some aspect of disease. And Luca, without giving any information, you're not allowed to. And Stephen, Louise, me, this might be close to a wild guess. What would you think might be the area where something will come out of this conference that will really shake people's thinking? And I'll tell the audience, nobody had preparation for this question. I just kind of thought of it as I was listening to Luca. So if we all stumble around a bit, that's my fault. I'm going to jump in on this and I'll take the hit for it. But I think it could be diabetes and NAFLD and NASH, because obviously there is a growing number of diabetic patients dying of liver disease that really we could be detecting and preventing. But there are an awful lot of people developing diabetes because of poor liver health. And I think I would like to see that, although we've wrapped this up over the last few years in various other conferences, um, ESL last year, obviously NASHTAG, the recent Global Summit and ASLD last year, actually the World Health Organization now with International Nash Day. I think we're almost there where maybe this meeting could be the straw that breaks the camel's back and we could really see screening of diabetes, location of early liver cancers and cirrhotic states that we can reverse. And actually moving forward, that's very exciting. If we can open this door now between endocrinology, diabetes and that awareness, I would love this conference to deliver that. Stephen, Luca, next. Well, I think it would be only appropriate to have Luca tell us his thoughts since it's his meeting. Then maybe I can add some color around that. But I'd love to hear Luca's thoughts. Well, I mean, I'd love uh, to hear more about uh, the, the impact of diabetes and how we'll be uh, improve uh, absolutely where we'll have new data telling us how to better uh, identify patients with diabetes, the risk of disease progression, and probably we'll have also results concerning drugs and therapeutic approaches that will be particularly useful in patients with diabetes and this metabolism. We'll have initial data so there will be breakthrough final 
results of phase three study that will change the therapy immediately in this condition. But I, I think that we will have a very interesting results that will will change our view to think the disease and what are the uh, the main therapeutic targets. And in the end, we will exploit to treat the disease. Uh, I agree also with uh, Stephen. Probably we will go towards uh, combined approaches and our personalized approaches targeted to specific subgroup of patients, in particular those with type two diabetes will be a group which has a high need of affected therapies. I'm particularly interested in, in new classes of drugs that target genetic markers of the disease because, uh, in my view, there, there is robust data that these proteins, uh, these targets, play a very important role in the pathogenesis of this condition. And I'm very curious to hear the, the results of these initial studies. From my point of view, I, I think that they, they will, may change the, uh, the strategy, the therapeutic strategies in the future. But That would be big. That would be big. Stephen, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think very few Congresses, at least in the 20 years that I've been attending them, do I walk away with, you know, an, oh, wow, this changes immediately what I'm going to do. You know, maybe looking back when Harvoni, when the data was presented with Harvoni, and maybe the data before that, when Pharmacet presented their original data looking at viral load of zero on PCR in 100% of the patients. And that gave us an oh wow effect that we could literally cure hepatitis C and it was on the forefront and we were going to do it very, very quickly. That's not a typical meeting. Usually what I walk away with are incremental advances that are more broad ranging and that cover a broader spectrum. So to Luca's point, on the therapeutic front, you know, showing us more data on different targets, whether they be targeting PMPLA3, HST17, beta-13, getting after fibrosis through potentially novel mechanisms, looking at interesting combinations of therapies preclinically, or maybe from a genetic profile. You know, are we knocking down genes by combination therapy that we otherwise wouldn't knock down if we had monotherapy? Those are foundational. Those types of studies set the stage for the future clinical drug development that we'll see in future easels and future AASLDs. What I would love to like, what I call disruptive technology, what I would love to see us show, if not here at a future meeting, is taking those steps that begin to crystallize endpoints for NASH drug development in the sense that today we're using histopathology, but we're using a blunt instrument to define endpoints. We're using semi-quantitative assessment for ballooning, lobular inflammation, portal-based inflammation, fat and fibrosis. And we have this super wonderful technology called AI Digital Path. And how do we incorporate that now and overlay that with semi-quantitative analysis? Just looking back, where we've seen drugs fail, is it really the failure of the drug or the failure of the endpoint to pick up the changes that were occurring with the drug? And we've learned through data published predominantly in the Journal of Hepatology that there's intense variability in liver biopsy reads from one pathologist to the next. And so the next iteration is a beginning to develop a consensus read by two or more pathologists. So we're taking an 
iterative step forward by going from single reads to combination consensus reads. Now overlay that with fully quantitative assessment. Not replace semi-quantitative, just augment the pathologist's read. And then I think the next step, this is futuristic, would be that we pivot to a fully quantitative assessment. And then we bring in our non-invasive test. We overlay that against the fully quantitative read, show data there, and then the future is we replace fully quantitative with non-invasive technology, not only for the therapeutic efficacy, but for long-term outcomes. We're getting closer, and I expect that there will be something that comes out of this meeting that will drive us even closer to that paradigm. But that's a little bit of disruptive technology in the way I'm thinking about where we're headed with drug development and NASH, but I'm excited to see what's going to happen relative to that. So, um, Stephen, you've talked about that subject a bit recently, and I was actually going to steal it as what I was hoping for, but you talked about it before I can steal it, so now I'm going to have to get creative really quickly. I had the experience this weekend of uh, looking for television sets and realizing that every generation has better clarity and better color. The broad reaction to Alda Furman, which is only a week ago, right, was that this may be more complex than simply Nash drugs fail. The stock market reaction, which punished some drugs more and Acaro virtually not at all, for example, suggested that they didn't see this as a class failure, but simply as an idea that things are getting a little more complex. So what I'm looking for from this meeting really is for the stories that are told about the drugs and the genetics together to improve the clarity of the picture on the screen. I think you're right. It's very rare that you come out of a meeting with one paper that goes, holy wow. And usually if that's going to happen, you know about it beforehand. But really what I believe we've observed over the last year and a half is with some fits and starts, much greater clarity about how the disease works and therefore how to diagnose it and different thoughts about how to treat it and contributions that different kinds of drugs or, or, or lifestyle interventions can make. And I'm hoping that that picture gets clearer and that the linkages get clearer because the optimist in me says maybe we can even treat more thoughtfully before the drugs arrive. So that's what I'm going to be looking to see, whether in fact we can start to get a more consistent, coherent picture that includes things like how do we get to NIT-based diagnosis? And when is combination therapy appropriate? And what are the benefits that it brings over monotherapies in ways that we wouldn't have anticipated? It's a broad hope, but it's a hope just generally the picture gets clearer as compared to we get more interesting data points, but wind up scratching our head. That would be mine. So does anyone have anything else they'd like to add to this conversation? The only thing I'd like to see at the end of the conference with things like Alda Furman is actually a lot more hope and positivity for the patient community that we're moving in the right direction. And I get the sense, having looked at some of the abstract titles in all different disease areas, that there is a sense of movement forward in a lot of these topics, particularly diabetes, non-invasive technologies, AI, and beyond the biopsy. So I would hope that my sense a feeling from the abstracts is that that's where we're heading and that there's a lot that the patient community can take forward and I can take forward with the patient community. I completely agree. I mean, there would be, as Stephen discussed before, a new data on a quantitative assessment of a liver biopsy presented and a comparison between different biomarkers and some initial data on the impact of the ability of biomarkers to predict long-term outcomes. So I think 
And this way, uh, a significant step in the direction. And I hope that this in the future, and I am confident that that this will happen. I share uh, Stephen's vision. Uh, We'll like to select better biomarkers, uh, which will improve uh, also the the clinical trial process and will uh, avoid to, I say, waste uh, even good drugs that uh, maybe fail or not because they are not good therapeutic approaches, but because of uh, we were not, it's still difficult to demonstrate their efficacy given the current limitation in clinical trial required a liver biopsy. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. We'll be back on Thursday, June 10th, right after the end of the International Nash Day cooking demonstration to discuss how different stakeholders can help implement the Global Liver Institute's U.S. NASH Action Plan. Come motivated. I'm certain there will be things you can do to help. I hope you'll join us on the 10th. Until then, stay safe, surf on, see you on the podcast. Bye-bye now.